All right. Uh, good evening. I guess that's what I want to call it. It is Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. My name is Andre Anderson. I am both host and founder of this wonderful company called BSTL. And of course, by now you should know that it stands for Building Something That Lasts. I hope you're keeping well. Yes, I know it's been a little bit rainy, um, but the weather is going to get better. I'm certain of that as we turn the corner uh, into May. It's going to be all right. So I hope you're keeping well, and I hope that everything is well on your end. And, of course, I just want to thank you again uh, for joining us. And if you haven't done so yet, please remember to like, um, subscribe, and share. Uh, This way we can keep this conversation going. So today I'm excited. I really am. I'm excited. Uh, Of course, uh, before we log on to this thing, there's always like a pre-conversation that happens. And I have met um, a wonderful voice over the phone. Her name is Deborah Coles. Uh, She is an ICU nurse at Markham Stouffville Hospital. And I wish I would have recorded everything that we talked about before we we began uh, recording for this conversation, but I didn't do so. Uh, I think you're really going to love her. almost immediately because she sounds like such a fabulous person and we are going to have to meet face to face one of these days uh so deborah welcome welcome hey well thank you very much for inviting me onto the program this morning it's absolutely my pleasure so um deborah uh, i'm sure that there are a lot of people that know you i mean you work in the icu which is very intensive and i'm sure that there are a lot of people that come in and out um, of the ICU, Um, but there's got to be something about you that you would like to share before we get into our conversation today. Maybe you could just tell our listeners. Um, Well, Andre, I've been a critical care nurse all of my life, and it's interesting how, as you know, I think every person always wonders what their purpose is. You know, I think that as we age, we always wonder, you know, did I make a difference? Um, you know, what was my purpose of my job or whatever my life's, what was my destiny? And it's interesting as I'm reflecting, you know, over my career over the last 35 years, I've never questioned this. I knew immediately once I was sent to the ICU and believe me, I was working on another floor and my floor closed and um, all the nurses wanted to sign up for babies and they Mm. said, oh no, you're going to the ICU. And I went, (laughs) I can't go there. How could I go there? I don't know anything. But it was interesting that, you know, whatever you believe, the higher power, there was a reason. And I knew within about a, a week and a half of you know, working in that environment, that that's where I was supposed to work. And I've never questioned it for a day. I know that this has been my life's purpose, to work in a critical care environment and to hopefully have made a difference. You know, um, I I like the way that you put that, um, because I think calling and purpose Mm -hmm. are um, the central points of life. Uh, And I think that a lot of people at times they struggle in life, not because they're not productive, but they may be productive in the wrong space. Uh, So good on you uh, that you figured that out early in your career. And, you know, after all of these years of being in critical care, you still have that thing in your voice that says that you still wake up. And I'm sure that there are some down days. Uh, There have to be if you're working in ICU, but it sounds like you still have that twinkle uh, in your voice that says, I'm still here because this is what I want to do. Well, you know, I mean, I, 
for me right now where I'm at in my, in my personal journey, um, you know, I am thinking of what the next steps will be. Right. I think everyone always wants to stay challenged and engaged. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've done this a really long time and I think I'm, I'm ready for a new chapter. Okay. I don't know exactly what that will look like or what the gifts that I have mm-hmm. will translate into something else. But, you know, I'm hopeful. But when I do go to work, there are certain moments, Andre, that I am just, I was sharing with you, you know, just this morning that on Sunday I was working and I was very privileged to know exactly why I was there that morning. I wasn't booked to work, but I was called into work. And the moment that I arrived and had sort of understood what the assignment was going to be and, and, and the family. And I knew in that moment, ah, I know why I'm here. Uh. And it is that profound knowing that sometimes for me, I know that perhaps I can't help the patient that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever your beliefs are, if they're going to pass or, you know, they're going to go home or this is the end of their, their days. Yes. But perhaps I was sent to help a family, you know, to understand and stand simply in that gap Mm -hmm. of, you know, the fear of, because it's frightening. It Mm -hmm. is, you know, of not knowing what is this going to look like and, and being able to share it, what this is going to happen or what it will look like, or I'm going to be with you and you're not going to be alone and it's going to be quiet. Yeah. Or whatever it's going to look like. And I think that was, you know, my role on certain days. I understand completely why I'm supposed to be there. And you know what's interesting? Um, because, of course, on this uh, particular podcast, uh, we talk about leadership, right? That's our mm-hmm. primary objective here. And the truth right. is, in your capacity as a healthcare uh, worker, administrator, and all of the different hats that go along with what you do, uh, the truth right. is, um, leadership is so key, especially when you are in a space um, where really words matter, um, how you execute matters. All of those things are paramount because you're not dealing with a case study. You're dealing with a family and an individual who may be at the end of their life, and you've got to find a way uh, to be a professional, and yet uh, there's an art and, and science uh, that goes along with what you do. So, of course, today we're going to be mm-hmm. talking about turning um, some of these losses into gains, right? Because uh, exactly going through this pandemic, and maybe you want to start there, uh, there have been a lot of people that came in there that were young, they were middle-aged, they were a little bit older, and the reality is some of them left their uh, scars and bruises, and then some of them, um, they didn't. And there Correct. you are in the middle of that, Deborah, um, walking people through. So maybe let's start there. Well, you know, I've always thought of myself sort of as a guide, and I, I don't know why I've, I've that word just spoke to me. And I, if I'm there to mentor, um, you know, the, the new staff that is coming on to, into the, into this environment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, I think leadership is, um, mentoring. And I Mm -hmm. agree with you completely about words matter Mm -hmm. and it's the tone of the word. Sometimes, um, some of the greatest things I've said has been in silence Mm -hmm. is just simply standing with someone. And I think it's, understanding what, um, as a leader or as a mentor, what Mm. that person needs. And 
sometimes it's just simply standing in the energy and so they're not alone or it's modeling uh, behavior or modeling uh, you know, what I would say or do in that particular situation. And you're right, it is frightening. A lot of um, staff come thinking, and I've had several, you know, junior nurses say to me, I didn't realize, I thought I was going to save everyone here. And I said, unfortunately, love, you know, a lot of people do pass away yeah. in, uh, in, in an intensive care. But it's how that looks mm-hmm. for me, if it's with grace. Yeah. And I remember as a very new nurse, um, I was sitting with my grandmother, and I don't know why, and she was just asked me, you know, just very randomly at her kitchen table, how was school going, and what was I frightened of? Mm-hmm. And I thought, what an interesting question to ask, um, you know, in any role that you're in, isn't it interesting to, to suddenly look at someone that, you know, was employed with you and saying, is there, is there an area that you're struggling or that you mm. might be frightened um, that I, ca- I might be able to share something with? And my yes. grandmother said, I said to her, well, I'm really worried that someone might die. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you've really picked the wrong job. <laughs> and I went, yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And then she just looked at me, Andre, with this sense of calm. And she just said, but remember, Deborah, that they're going to see people they haven't seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And that gave me such peace. Mm-hmm. And in a month's time, my grandmother passed away. Wow. And quintessentially, it was her words, I think, that was able to hold me up when I didn't think I was going to get through to the next moment. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think there is, we were talking and I, I like to, you know, a lot of young staff and they're frightened mm-hmm. and either they've never had a death in their family. Mm-hmm. So this is very challenging for them to be placed in a role where now they're trying to walk through mm-hmm. a, a, really a life moment yes. with really no experience yes. personally. And it, so and it changes I, you, right? And I'm sorry to interrupt it, you. It absolutely changes you. It changes you from the perspective of once mm-hmm. you have gotten, and I hope you don't mind the phrase, that first death yeah. Under, under your belt, um, mm-hmm. you're, you're never the same. Yeah, go Absolutely. ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. Never the same. And for me, it's sharing stories of other, uh, I've been very privileged to be, you know, to stand there when someone has, has transitioned over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just this, it, 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 I always say to families, do you feel like there's someone here? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they look at me like, well, yes, but I thought I was crazy. And I said, no, mm-hmm. they never go alone, Andre. Someone mm-hmm. always comes is what I know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, having the ability to maybe share some of these stories of, you know, patients who I hope will allow these, you know, these staff not to be paralyzed in that moment, to mm-hmm. find a word, perhaps it's something that I may have shared with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I will just very quickly, I had a patient, I, this may speak to you as well as, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, I had a patient who um, basically um, arrested in front of me. And I remember I was so mm-hmm. frightened, I yelled at her and mm-hmm. I said, oh my gosh, please don't die. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, she really wasn't there. So I always, always say to people, please, please talk. Mm-hmm. Hearing is the last sense to go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just, 
please, please go in and say what's on your heart. Mm-hmm. I believe in my soul mm-hmm. they hear you. Mm-hmm. So this lady ended up getting better and going home. And then she came back and we were sitting one morning or one night at three in the morning and I made her tea and she looked at me and she said, you know, Deborah, I died. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, I was there. Mm-hmm. And she goes, she remembered Andre, all of it. Wow. And she said, I remember going and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you would hear these stories. She goes, it was this beautiful green and it was sunny. And she goes, all of a sudden, my dog was there. And I said, oh, my goodness, the dogs go to heaven. She goes, yes. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then she said, my daughter came over the hill. And her daughter had passed when she was 18. Mm-hmm. And then her husband came over. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, so excited to see them all. And finally, her husband looked at her and said, you can't be here. Mm-hmm. And she said, but, well, nice to see you, too. I haven't been here. Like, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen you in, like, yeah. 20 years. Right. And she said, I'm arguing with him. Mm-hmm. And she said, there was so much love. Yes. And he looked at her and said, we're having a grandbaby, mm-hmm. and you have to go back. Wow. And I can't. And I want the baby to know us. Wow. They have to know. And in that moment, we got a heartbeat back. And she came back. Mm-hmm. She lived for three years. Mm-hmm. She knew exactly where she was going. She honored her troth. She told her husband she would come back. Mm-hmm. She met the baby. And there was such a knowing and a peace that just surpassed understanding from this woman. And that, for me, I have used Mm-hmm. in my practice to share with people saying, you know, you're not going to go alone. There is someone waiting. There is love. They do hear you. So let me ask you this question, Deborah. And, and by the way, I, I love the way that you tell stories. Like I could, I could listen to this <laughs> every day, all day. Um, but well, I also want to ask uh, this question. Sure. How, like as a leader... Mm-hmm. Right. Because you are leading in that moment. Right. The family, they are depending on you. They're looking at your facial expressions. Uh, They can see a little bit of the unease, especially when you were were a younger nurse and maybe didn't have the poker face. How do you get to a place where you are comfortable enough to just stand there? Because, I mean, even though we're talking about the medical um, profession, I think the Mm -hmm. skills are transferable. Right. So um, absolutely. And I yeah. agree with that. And yeah, I think ahead. sometimes you just need to know, you know, when, when to speak, when to share, when to say nothing, mm-hmm. when to listen. For me, it's sometimes it's just, you know, understanding that sometimes it's saying the same thing, mm-hmm. perhaps over the course of a 12 hour day, mm-hmm. I may say the same thing five different times, but mm-hmm. it's being, it's being in that space of being receptive to mm-hmm. hear it. Right. And I think with anything, um, you, you know, if you're in sales or if you're in a, in a role where you're, you know, you're training someone, it's sometimes it, everyone learns differently. Yes. So sometimes I have staff that need to just come in and watch mm-hmm. or they'll come in and listen or um, they'll come and ask me, what would I have said in this, in, in this, mm-hmm. in this, situation. So I think it's really understanding how different people learn and Mm -hmm. when someone is receptive to hear it and not all the time are they ready. Yes. You know, and it's being ready to receive it and saying, you know, and being very honest. I think that's 
something that people appreciate. Um, you know, going in and being very honest and saying they are going to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, we have tried. This was not your yeah. fault. Mm-hmm. You, you've done everything that you could. Yes. There is no guilt. Yes. I need you to sit here and share your heart. Mm-hmm. They hear you. So, and so hopefully, this then. oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Finish your no, statement. No, go ahead. Come in. Well, here's yeah. the thing, though. Um, I like this part about the truth. Um, yeah. And one of the things that I have found um, over the last little while is that truth is no longer a thing that is as honored as I think it should be. Uh, and, I agree. And so we've mastered the art of politics. We've mastered the mm-hmm. art of. Um, nuances so that we don't actually get to the truth. But I would imagine right. that in the world that you're working in, truth is a thing that it has to be there. It has to be central. It ha- It's absolutely central. So I think, you know, I'm talking a language that is so different to people. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll do a family meeting and the physicians are wonderful and we have a team that comes and, you know, and everybody is on how comfortable they are. So, you know, physicians feel that they've, some some of them, you know, their job is rule number one, you save everybody, but they forget that really rule number one is that sometimes people die Mm -hmm. and you can't change rule number one just because you're the physician. And it's giving the physician permission, but sometimes they come in with such a speak Mm -hmm. of medical terms that it's so overwhelming (laughs) to the the family that for, for me, I often sometimes see my role as, okay, so now the physician has spoken to you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to answer all those questions and break this down to you right. in language that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'll speak to their fears or say, this is what this meant, or mm-hmm. this is what we're waiting for. Mm-hmm. And really kind of dissect it so that they can say to me at the end, thank you so much. I understand now. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe any type of knowledge is power. Yes. And you know, I, my role really is to empower you to make mm-hmm. amazing decisions. Right. And that's how I see this. And it may be on one of the saddest days of your life, mm-hmm. but hopefully if I can give you the tools to, you know, not to go on with your life after you experience something, yes. that it doesn't paralyze you, that you can use this experience you know, as you move forward in your, in your life. And you've yeah. used another word, um, clarity. Um, yeah. and, and again, uh, I, I love this conversation and I'm trying to, uh, find root in other disciplines. And the reality is mm-hmm. sometimes as leaders, um, especially mm-hmm. when you are in a very intensive type of setting, uh, clarity mm-hmm. is the thing that brings the calm. Uh, the ability Absolutely. to take convoluted language and water it down and strain it out and bring it to its lowest common denominator without taking away the essence um, of what and it really is. Yeah, go ahead, please. Absolutely. And just as an aside, Andre, I did, I when, in another part of my life, I did run a business oh, okay. and I owned, a, I owned, I didn't share this with you. I owned, a, I was a part owner in a, a gallery. It was a fine art gallery in Yorkville. Mm-hmm. Oh, for yes. many, many years. Mm-hmm. So I had the ability to transition from sort of saving lives during the week. Mm-hmm. And then I would go into this role where I was doing sales. Oh. And it was such a different 
um, you know, learning about the art and the artist and how to, the art of the deal, how mm-hmm. to close a sale, what oh. language to use. Yes. And it was just, but what I found that was interesting is that I, I, I think because I, I found it, it was fun mm-hmm. and it was so different from my day-to-day work. So I used a lot of humor. So I remember I was chatting with a couple and they, I knew they were going to purchase the art. And then finally he looked at me and he said to me, you know, Deborah, I really enjoyed chatting and you've shared all this information about the art mm-hmm. and then he looked at me and he grabbed his chest and he goes, oh my goodness, how much is this going to cost? And I said, <laughs> oh my dear. In my other life, yes. I said, that's why my insurance rates are so low here. <laughs> I said, because if you have chest pain, yes. my, I can resuscitate sure, you. Yeah. I work in the intensive care. Yes. And he looked at me and like, you don't look like a nurse. And I right. said, I know, I get that a lot. Yeah. And it was just the humor mm-hmm. of just being very open. Yes. There was no pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to talk about the art. We walked around. And I think he enjoyed the fact that, you know, I empowered him about the artist. He, he clearly, you know, loved the piece. Yes. And it spoke to him. And yes. I think because, uh, you know, we have that, that connection. Mm-hmm. And then I find that sometimes we can laugh, mm-hmm. you know, even in the, the saddest of, of times. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, I like to celebrate people. So I'll always say to, to people, tell me about your loved one, you know, mm-hmm. and it, sometimes it'll involve them coming in and having a drink or mm-hmm. playing music or, mm-hmm. you know, or the family will sit and tell stories and laugh. Mm-hmm. And that to me is a life well lived because it's just love. So it's love. So here's the thing. Um, and mm-hmm. I like this, right? Because one of the things that I think at times and I'm guilty of this. At times, I know I can be really type A in terms of my mm-hmm. personality. You know, you have mm-hmm. an objective. You want to get things done. You have some deadlines. Yeah. But what I'm hearing you say is you may um, sputter a little bit in the beginning as you're making these connections with people. But it Correct. helps to kind of move things a little bit faster because I would imagine, Deborah, in your world, making connections also develops trust. And where there is trust, even if Mm -hmm. that loved one uh, doesn't live or even if that art piece doesn't go through the door, um, they trust that you've given them the best that you can because of those connections. Correct. And I think sometimes for me, it's giving people permission. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, you know, to say, um, you know, you did the best that you could and we tried Mm -hmm. and it's time now and it's we have to stop. And sometimes it's me giving that, saying the words mm-hmm. that you cannot, they they cannot get there. Yes. So sometimes it's simply me going in and giving someone permission to say, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop fighting. You're, right. Mm-hmm. And I will, you know, often say, please, please let your hand be the last hand holding Mm-hmm. your loved one, mm-hmm. please don't let it be my, I, I mean, I will graciously, mm-hmm. I will never allow anyone to pass alone, Andre, mm-hmm. yeah. that you come into the world, mm-hmm. you're never alone. That's right. Even if you're, so during COVID, mm-hmm. um, if someone was going to pass, I made sure that if it was me, mm-hmm. I was in the room. Wow. You don't go alone. Right. And that is, I think for me, the greatest gift that I got back through mm-hmm. all of this is that no one goes alone. Yeah. And I've been asked, you know, why are you sitting there? Mm-hmm. I just need to be here yeah. until they go. Yeah. So how it's a, it's a gift. It's a gift for me. Believe me, I get, I get much 
I'm, I'm sh- yeah, it, I get a lot back from that as well. So how are you, well, I mean, I understand, right? There's a, there's a level mm-hmm. of professionalism uh, that goes mm-hmm. along with this, right? So your first day as an ICU uh, nurse versus now, um, right. you've gone through enough death that to some degree you are conditioned, even though you're not numb to it, on how to kind of walk through this thing because you're no longer an, a novice. But just, I think, yeah, go ahead. I, no, I was just going to say, I think for me, what mm-hmm. I also know, Andre, is that when this, people say to me, oh, you know, this must seem like, you know, so familiar. And I said, yes, it's familiar. But for me, when this stops mm-hmm. making me feel that I made a difference today or yes. that it's, it's, it's just another day at, at my job, yes. that will be the day that I know it's my last day. Oh, okay. I, I want to be able to still provide mm-hmm. even after all these years. Yes. And it's not with every family. I mean, you know, when you're running a large company, you're not yes. going to connect with every person on your team. Correct. There will be certain people that you are really going to have that connection with yes. and work well with. Yes. But I think that you have to find a way to still show up and suit up and be there. And for me, that's, I, I will know when it's time to, to, to stop. I will. I, I really believe that in my, in my bones. <laughs> so, you, so you've still been able to maintain though, um, a mm-hmm. level of positivity, right? Cause of course what we're talking about today is turning yeah. a loss into a game. Mm-hmm. How do you still remain positive in the midst of trauma and death and loss and disease as a leader, how do you mm-hmm. still get there? And people are like, we can't wait till Deborah gets here because she's the light of this room. She's the light of this department. Well, thank you for that. But I, you know, a lot of the times I will come in and they'll say the family is very difficult mm-hmm. and I'll go, Oh, Oh, that will be my assignment today. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Or, you know, they're going to die. Okay, I'm, I'm going to bed 12. Already then. Heidi yeah. ho, off I go. Yes. And I understand that. But I, again, it's it's how, for me, it's, you know, if you're looking at this in leadership, even if I didn't make the sale mm-hmm. or if the patient passes, but it's how that looked. Did I do everything that I could? Mm-hmm. Did, and sometimes for me, it was... Um, not always like they would say to me, um, I'm going to go to, you know, I will be back. Mm -hmm. And I always remember thinking to myself, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not now, Mm -hmm. but you may get that sale or that connection in, in the future. Yeah. They need to have that information that you've given to. So for me to a junior nurse, this is maybe how I would have handled the situation. This is maybe what I would have said to the family, um, on the phone. Mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, and, and try to have them think of it in a different way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I try to, to impart. And yeah, it is tra- traumatic. And I, as staff, I think people, you know, there are certain, it's, I think that's life. You know, there are certain staff members who really don't allow people in. Mm-hmm. It's just too difficult. Right. So, but for me, I think that has always been maybe the gift that I do allow people to to come in and I allow people, you know, for me to have that connection with you, that heart connection. And yeah, I try to anyway. So let me ask you this because clearly, and I'm sure I'm not the only one that's picking up on this, those that are listening to this now, uh, they are picking up on the fact that Deborah is a very transparent, open book. 
Um, she may not share everything, right? Because professionally, mm-hmm. it's never good to put everything on the table. But, you know, some leaders are better at sharing more than enough while still preserving right. themselves. How has your transparency as a leader helped you to be as effective as you are, whether in the art world in the past, but now definitely in the present tense in the ICU? I think it's being vulnerable. And I know that's sort of the buzzword everybody's talking (laughs) about, you know, vulnerability. But honestly, I think it's allowing people to see, like, I cry at work. I mean, sometimes the best advice I give, give, you know, some of the nurses is, oh, honey, I can't share anything more with you. Waterproof mascara. I said, I'm like a Hallmark card. I will cry and I cry at work. And I have stood with people and, you know, had, you know, been with you through days and days. And then, you know, I think it allows, you know, a wife or a daughter to say, my dad meant something to her. I, 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 you know, the nurse was sobbing Mm -hmm. and she held me and she cried Mm -hmm. and it was real. And I think to share that with someone Mm -hmm. and it's not every family, but to have that heart space where you are being able to, to be so vulnerable Mm -hmm. and to cry and, you know, still be professional, Mm -hmm. but to show that side of saying, I understand I am a daughter. I am, I am a a mother, mm-hmm. um, you know, I am a friend, I am a nurse, whatever roles yes. that I've, I've, I've had throughout my life yes. and being able to say, I, I, and just clearly looking like on Sunday, I looked at this young woman and I mm-hmm. said, but I see you. Mm-hmm. And I said, sweetie, you don't need to be here when dad passes. Mm-hmm. You've been here every day. Yes. And he knew that you were. Yes. And you sang and you celebrated mm-hmm. and he knows. Yes. So even if you're not here just at that moment, please forgive yourself. Yeah. You were here. You know, um, if I can say this and I hope you don't mind. No, um, please. I, I do believe that Markham Stouffville Hospital um, here in Toronto, uh, they mm-hmm. are truly blessed to have you on staff. Um, because it sounds to me that you're not just leading with knowledge and information, you're also leading with empathy. And certainly in a world Mm -hmm. that is colder, that is faster, that is more Mm -hmm. intelligent, um, having Mm -hmm. somebody in that room uh, with all of those machines buzzing and all those IVs dripping, knowing that there is a Deborah somewhere in in that room, whether she's at bed uh, 12 or bed 2, I think there are a lot of families that have been blessed to journey with you, whether their loved one walks out or they are rolled out. I'm I'm sure that you have become a memorable person to so many people. I hope so. You know, I always laugh at families and I'll say, you know, I can, I can be the one that can clear the room because I'm not going to be sitting at your Christmas table. But I certainly (laughs) hope that maybe, you know, that at some point I do hope that, you know, when they're at Christmas Mm -hmm. and they'll say that, you know, they've got the place set for dad or for the grandmama or whatever they're saying. And they're having a cheers or a toast or a memory. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that maybe in that one moment, they'll say, do you remember the nurse Deborah that mm-hmm. helped us to get here? Yeah. That it was less scary that she made sense of it, that she allowed me to cry. Mm-hmm. She picked me up off the floor. Mm-hmm. She told me when to be frightened. She told me 
when I didn't need to be frightened. Yes. And I think that's, I think with any leader, when you're getting to know your team or your, and you, you know, it's, it's having that and really, um, you know, word, like you said to me at the beginning, words matter. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I've always have, you know, shared with my, my children, you know, that words are powerful and they do matter. And I, I like to say that to, you know, anyone that I'm mentoring, mm-hmm. um, in the, you know, sometimes, you know, really think about what it is that you want to say. And sometimes it's saying nothing. Yeah. You don't have to come up and have a speech prepared. You right. just go in and speak, you just speak, meet them where they're at. Yes. Sometimes they're not ready for me to go in. That's sometimes right. they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so Deborah. Yes. I want, I mean, we've talked about a lot and yet I feel like we haven't talked about enough. Um, but we, we are kind of at the end of this conversation and I promise you, uh, we will be back to talk about some more things. Cause I think that you sound like an incre- incredible leader. And here's what I'd like for you to do. If you don't mind, um, maybe there is a, a takeaway, um, from your perspective out of this conversation that you're sharing, um, that you would like to leave us with before we, we finish today. I think really, um, what I'd like to leave maybe, you know, your listeners with Andre is just, you know, it, it, because my job is interesting Mm -hmm. in that, you know, there is life, but there's also this other part. And just because someone dies doesn't mean that the relationship is ever over. Mm -hmm. And that is one of my absolute favorite lines, you know, from Tuesdays with Maury. And he just said, just because someone passes never means the relationship is over. Mm -hmm. So I always try to share with people you know, I want you to continue to look for your mom. They are going to come to you. Um, people will say, I had a dream. That was your mom coming to you. I will have a scent, a smell. You know, people come to me in, in clouds. So, you know, for as sad as this is, it's not the end. You know, it's it's just another, another chapter in that person's life. Um, you know, and I think it's to celebrate what did they bring to your life to enrich your life and what did you learn? And for me, it's that I always say, that's what love feels like Mm -hmm. in that moment when your heart Mm -hmm. breaks, that's love, Mm -hmm. that's love. Yeah. And for me, that's magic. If you can say I had, I had love. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's a wow for me. That would be the takeaway that you were, you know, that you had someone in your life that you were, you've, you've journeyed with and you will see them again is what I also know. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what this conversation has felt like on, on my end. This, this is a Good. wow. Um, because I think that uh, again, there are a lot of, really good things about life and this planet um mm-hmm. and then there are some not so good things right but, but, but celebrate can, celebrate you know yeah. and it's sometimes it may just be that one moment and amongst all this chaos that the world you know we live in so for me yeah it's sad yeah. and the world is sad yeah. but then I look at this one moment where I look in the room and a man will be sitting with his wife after 60 years and I go, how privileged am I to bear witness to that kind of love at the end of it all, at the end of it all. 
and he said nothing. He simply loved her. And I just, I mean, I weep. I look straight out and I go, just take a moment to look. There's so many opportunities just to look. Yeah. Look up from your screen. Yeah. Yeah. Look around. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Look, well, this has been a pleasure yeah, chatting. This has been great. Um, Deborah, <laughs> thank you so much. Deborah Coles yeah. from the ICU of Markham Stouffville um, Hospital. Look, one of the, you know, for me, the takeaway is hope. You know, I'm, I'm hope. listening to everything that you've said, love right. and hope. Uh, so if hope. you're a leader that's out there that is working in a very tough difficult mm-hmm. in it. and it's not just the hospital it's it's wherever you are uh, there to be a change agent whether in a short term or a long term we've got to have hope and we've got to find mm-hmm. a way to be empathetic and we've got to walk with people through these experiences uh, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day that's what we are called to do not just lead on the mountain but also right. to lead in the valley. So, Deborah, I can't wait to have you back on. Uh, to those of you that are listening, I hope you have enjoyed these stories um, that are real stories. They're not downloads. This is a real person by the name of Deborah Coles. And God bless you for all that you're doing. And may he also, uh, just as he led you into the ICU, lead you into whatever comes next. But wherever you go, I'm certain that you will be a blessing. Thank you um, for joining you're us You're very today. welcome. Yes, and God bless to you as well and to anyone listening. It's been my pleasure to speak with you this morning. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us, and we will uh, be back at this again next week. And if you want to have a conversation with me about this thing here, uh, this leading with courage and empathy and hope, remember, it's bstlinc21 at gmail.com. And again, take care and make every moment and minute count. Until next time.